Welcome to Songs and Stories, a behind-the-scenes look at independent music. This time out featuring another return trip to northern Idaho, this time to talk with Boise, Idaho-based songwriter Steve Fulton. You're really going to like this one. Here we go. Alrighty, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is, as I said a moment ago, Songs and Stories 178, and kind of a continuation of the last episode we did. In 177, we went to northern Idaho at a retreat and talked with Larry Deal. At that retreat, I also met a guy named Steve Fulton, and I started listening to his songs and chatting a bit, and I thought, oh, I really have to talk to this guy and record what we say. So we did. And to kind of recap what I talked about last time was, I have a friend who has some property up in northern Idaho, and several times a year, she invites out some fellow songwriters to basically have the week to themselves and just focus on writing or playing or taking an occasional hike to kind of clear your head. And I always come back with new material. It's a really kind of unique experience, and I've done it several times. And in fact, my latest record, Hey Karma, most of it was was written or started out of those retreats. So if you can if you're a writer and you can find a place where you can just kind of put the world aside for a few days, it's it can be very, very productive. So I was talking to Steve Fulton about some of the things he was doing. And besides being a just a fantastic musician who plays everything, a great songwriter, he's an engineer with his own studio in Boise that has also has a venue attached to it, a small venue which I hope to see someday. Next time we go back to Idaho, I want to make the return trip through Boise and spend a day or two there. He's also managed and produced shows for bands and events, so he's got a pretty diverse background. As, as, you'll, and as you'll find in this interview, he's considers himself primarily a songwriter, but he does a lot of other things, which is I thought was really, really interesting. And what really first caught my attention was we were talking one night, and he mentioned Elon. And I looked over and I said, Elon Jewell? the fantastic Boston songwriter who my wife and I are huge fans of. And apparently she now lives in Boise with her husband and kids and he's met with them. He's engineered their last two records, I believe, and he's toured with them. And uh, that was kind of a nice kind of tipping off point. So we talked about that. We talked mainly about his music and that's what we're going to do in this episode right now. If you're new to Songs and Stories, you can find out more about this show and the past <laughs> 11 years of interviews by going to michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Click on blogs or podcasts. You'll find all that stuff. And then um, we'll talk with Steve Fulton. And really quickly, too, if you're if you're local, I've got a bunch of Really fun stuff lined up for the end of the summer. In fact, this Saturday, July 28th, me and my band, Michael Gaither and his new best friends, will be at Still Bonnet Brewing in Scotts Valley. It's July 28th, our first time there. It's a really great brewery, really nice outdoor patio. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the next morning, we're going to be on KPIG Radio on July 29th. And then the following Saturday, we're going to be at the nicest venue in the county, Columbus Jazz Center sharing a bill with Jeffrey Halford and the Healers, comedian Fred Reese, and KPIG Radio's morning guy, Ralph Anybody, and a benefit for Jacob's Heart and Second Harvest, and it's just going to be a really fun night. So those are on my show's page if you're clicking around while you're listening to this. Meanwhile, you can find Steve Fulton at, as I nonchalantly click, 
stevefultonmusic.com. So you can find that and find all of his records and learn all about Steve while you're listening to this podcast interview, which will start right now. The record I took home from Idaho from Steve was called Eponym, and it's called Strip Down. He did a bigger kind of bandier version of this record. Um, this one's more of the, the same songs, Strip Down, and he plays every instrument on it. So to start, let's listen to a track called Bigger Sky, and then we'll drop into the interview with Steve in Northern Idaho. Here we go. Thank you. 
just that simple. <laughs> yeah, nowadays it's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. good to meet you finally. Yeah, nice. glad we had a week to kind of like bond and hang out and yeah. write songs. It was terrible. I had to look at all this gorgeous scenery and listen to the river and write songs. Just this terrible, terrible week. Yeah, I know. I can't <laughs> wait to leave. <laughs> so I got to ask, how many? I mean, it's not a competition, even though it's all guys this week. But how many songs did you write this week? I actually got four completely done usually i get two or three and then i uh -huh. get a couple of starts but i don't know why i got four completely done and three or four starts that's that, good that didn't you know go yeah. as far as i want as go anywhere as quickly as i wanted them to yeah. so i move on to something else but yeah i just finished the fourth one this morning so that's good that's good to go home with yeah. and for for the for the podcast this is where so me and steve and some other friends were at a friend's house up in the mountains in idaho and um, our friend does this a few times a year and invites some friends up and we spend a week just to ourselves during the day trying to write songs, some from scratch, and then we share them at night. So it's not really a, a camp, it's just kind of like a way to get away and work on your art. It's a retreat. Which yeah. sounds pretentious, but to work on your stuff for a yeah, week and, and yeah. come up with stuff. I think I, I ended up with, I think, two that are done. Um, I think two I'll probably keep banging on a little bit and then I had a couple more that were like, we were talking about, Steve and I were talking about this, um, I'm pointing to the mic if you're watching, <laughs> talking about having songs that kind of just get in the way when you can't finish them. Yeah. So I had a couple of those where I just finished them and I might perform them, but at least they're kind of out of my head. Yeah. 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 That's good. Because yeah. you can always go back to them and kind of refine yeah. them as well. Yeah. So at least now they have kind of a start and a finish and, you know. Yeah. You know, so. And then stuff in between. Yeah, so for you, I mean, this is the phrase I was using earlier, but you have a lot of irons in the fire. You're a singer, you're a songwriter, you're based in Boise, mm -hmm. which is Boise, not Boise. Right. I learned that quickly. Um, but you've done tour management, production management. You've got a studio you've had for how many years? 26 years. And what's the name of the studio? It's called Audio Lab. Yeah. Yeah, audiolab.org, if you want to check it out. And then the Visual Arts Collective is a performance space that those two businesses are in the same building. They're kind of adjacent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it audiolab.com? I'll put that dot .org. Dot .org, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you put on shows in the venue, or do you rent it out, or kind of both? Uh, the Visual Arts Collective, I have partners, and my partner, Sam, runs it, and we do we do tons and tons of uh, shows, and there's it's theater. Uh, there's a lot of burlesque shows there. Oh, there's a couple of burlesque troops that do their stuff there. So they're really big clients and, and, um, lots of touring music. We've had Bruce Coburn and we had, um, Dave Alvin and we've had, uh, uh, um, Suzanne Vega. These are the one recent stuff. So we wow. do touring acts, but we do a lot of indie acts mm -hmm. and, um, a lot of local stuff. Uh, then that's an art gallery that outside walls are um, a new art wow. opening every two months and then it switches out every right. two months we people rent it out for for meetings they uh, there there's even a memorial there tomorrow that I'm going to uh, so it's it's a kind of a multi-use space that's, that's on, good. only open for, during events yeah. yeah which is good that's why you can use use it for multiple rent yeah. it out for multiple things and get income for yeah different events and we do we do shows in the audio lab space as well it's it holds 70 people in the live room so we'll do that's pretty good we'll do shows there How yeah fun. it's so fun because yeah. it's very intimate you know we do 
we do theater style seating but it's very comfortable and uh, uh-huh. and it's been just the last couple of years that I've been doing that and it's wow. it's one of my new biggest joys to have like in studio yeah. live shows mm-hmm. and you can record them because you're in a studio and yeah the recording quality is not very good but no, I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> for 20 something years yeah. and um and I got I got to just name drop because I was star I, I was starstruck but then the night you were talking around the song circle and Steve mentioned Elon I mean like Elon Jewell, and you're like, yeah, she's a friend of mine that produced her last two records. And, yeah. And she, my wife and I are huge fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I would say, it, to be the most accurate, I recorded them, I engineered them, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I did help with some production, and mm-hmm. I played keyboards on some, but nice. I, but they kind of produced their own records, you know yeah. what I mean? There's not a dedicated producer. I can see that, because they've been at it for a while, they yeah. have their own sound. Yeah, I had input on that part of it, but I, I wouldn't say I was the producer, but mm-hmm. I was definitely intimately involved in those last two records. Yeah. Nice work, Thank regardless. regardless. And you're a singer-songwriter with a, a number of CDs. Mm-hmm. And um, so is there one thing you sort of like, like the, the thing you like the most, or is it a multi-tiered kind of effort? Cause, Musically? Yeah. Gosh. It's I, a hard thing. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, it's a horrible question to ask, too. Well, and I'm, I am a, about as all over the map as you can get. I know. I, uh, I love reggae, I love funk and soul and rock. Um, I find myself uh, in a situation like this doing mostly singer-songwriters. We were talking about this last night. You were yeah. around a bunch of other people with guitars for the most part. Yeah. And you tend to write singer-songwriter kind of yeah. stuff. Which I do love. I really do love any song that can stand on its own with a single instrument. Then you know? it's a good song. It's a Then it's a solid song, I feel. Yeah. And sometimes the production is part of what the song is and it can't stand on its own mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, as easily um, so I don't have a an absolute preference but I think the the, the singer songwriter stuff is really kind of speaking yeah. to me right now because those are the songs that are the most powerful you yeah. know it's on the their... most personal of anything yeah but then you've, you've done again you've, you've managed shows and traveled to, to manage productions and yeah talk about that a little bit because that's that's a, that's a whole different kind of thing uh, You're more like a project manager on the road at that point yeah it's funny you know 20 years ago when the studio was going i was playing live full-time and i was yeah. trying to figure out all the different ways that i could bring money in and I was mm-hmm. trying to kind of diversify the things that I could do like for instance we did we, we started doing live sound so mm-hmm. we have a live sound division of our company but I also um, just got approached one time by a promoter that was looking for a production manager and I and I had no idea what he was talking about what's right. a production manager right. other than a person who manages production but right. what, what does that mean um, and what it is is the the when a when a when a agent books a, an artist the artist um, is put out there to, you know, the, the, they find a promoter to match up with the artist to mm-hmm. promote their concert. And the promoter has a production manager and the tour has a production manager. And those two people, after it's contracted, they, they get together and they set up every single aspect of the right. show. I mean, you name it, security, catering. If they're, if they're not carrying production, you know, um, sound and lights and video, you have to help source that out. A lot of times the big artists are I'm carrying. seeing spreadsheets. Oh yeah, spreadsheets <laughs> yeah. and lists and right. You, know, you are a project manager at that point. Yeah. yeah, it's a project manager. It's a it's a kind of a general contractor. You know, you oh, okay. you you if you are general contracting a job site, you you have to find the people who do the foundation work. You have to find the plumbers. You have to find the con, you know right. the the framers. It's like that, but just to do with a concert in one a single, single event, event wow. day. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do tours. Um, I did the Foo Fighters this last December, and I. 
did five shows with them and so it was a it was one tour being done in multiple uh, cities so Mm -hmm. that was just the matter of learning their needs and then passing that on to each of the the venues as well you know so you were like an adjacent tour bus with that yeah i was in one of their tour buses it was a crew Mm -hmm. bus yeah yeah one of the 12 bunkers (laughs) they call it a junk bunk when 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 you uh when you're working with them and you, you realize you have to travel with them because mm-hmm. they're consecutive days in different right. markets. You have to finish your show and then leave. Yeah, the that, that night and you just drive overnight and i got to be there first thing in the morning. And, that, and the term is if they can accommodate you, it's whether or not they have a junk bunk. And the right. junk bunk is what ends up having everybody's extra backpack or their extra you know oh. suitcase so that's the junk bunk and i i get the junk and bunk you and, yeah <laughs> I, i'm the junk bunk and yeah. these three-tiered beds yeah. you know just yeah. riding along all night mm-hmm. yeah so do you a lot of that or is that kind of sporadic when it comes up that that part of touring is is sporadic i yeah. do one-off shows mm-hmm. all over the place i don't do a whole lot i think i've done three of those in the last four years yeah. where I've gone out with somebody and done multiple dates. Yeah. I'm doing it with Chris Stapleton this summer. Really? Doing three, just three shows yeah. with him, yeah. Wow. Um, I have a Pearl Jam show I'm doing, believe it or not. It's nice. so funny. I, I'm not in, a big Pearl Jam fan, but I surely, surely appreciate their you know, amazing yeah. career, and they're just amazing. So I'm doing a, doing a show with them up in Missoula. Uh, so so that's a thing that's a, that's a real true moonlighting job for me because yeah, yeah. I've learned a million things from it I've even had connections from it I've gotten opening opportunities I'll bet yeah, yeah I opened for Jewel I opened for Wallflowers I've opened for Michael Franti I've done a bunch of oh, openings nice. through the connections that I had mm-hmm. with that uh, but it's not where my real passion is you know my yeah. real passion is, is uh, my own music and then working in the studio but you know, it's it's a tough thing to, mm-hmm. to make a living doing any of those individual things. So, so you, you have to have, have multiple to, in, the, the fr- yeah. multiple income streams, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I've been doing it for so long that it's just real commonplace for me to just always be doing a million things. That's mm-hmm. just what I'm used You're to. Kind of used to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would imagine just especially with the studio and the venue too. That's more probably more likely your day to day. I would think. Yeah. And yeah. I have a great business partner, uh, Pat Story. He uh-huh. he stays planted, you know, so I can do these things. I can yeah. travel, and I, you know, all the money comes into one basic pot, you know. Uh-huh. So um, he can always stay there and take care of things. And any right. of the, any of the right. projects I have, I I just book around my travel schedule. Uh-huh. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. And now you're up here in the mountains writing folk songs for a week. I am, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. So this latest record is called, I think of my glasses, Eponym. Eponym. Thank you. Yeah. It, like, it looks like eponymous. Eponym. It is, uh, it's from the word eponymous, yes. And okay. uh, I actually... It's much better with my glasses on. Though. <laughs> Everything is. Yeah. The world's better with glasses on. Um, I, I had a... From my last record that I put out to this one, it was 11 years spread because I was I was just producing Dizzy. so many records. That's a big span. So I ended yeah. up with a record uh, that had 26 songs on it called <laughs> called Eponym. Yeah. And then uh, I had two CDs. One of them was what I called the dressed up CD, and the other one was the stripped down CD. Mm-hmm. So I had the one was full band, you know, big sure. big production, and then I had the stripped down one. This is actually the I I separated them into two releases after a year or so, 
um, because they fit formats a little easier. And it was a little easier for me to say this one is like this and this one is like that. If you're doing like a venue or a thing with a band, this is what it's going to sound like. If you're going to open for somebody probably with probably not a full band. Yes, all of that. But the biggest thing was uh, radio. When I was promoting to radio, I, I ran into the... Oh, you've got a funk and reggae song over here, and then you've got a pretty much, you know, country song over here. So it's really hard for people to kind of wrap their hands around it. Yeah, especially when they're well to make it genre specific. If you're going for like a AAA radio station, or yeah, a, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Or you send it to a folk station that's the reggae song, right, yeah. with the full band behind it. Yeah. So this particular. One is is the half of that or that first uh, release that I did, the most recent release, and so there's two separate ones. There's eponym dressed up, and eponym stripped down, and you have the eponym stripped down know. version. <laughs> and we were talking before I started recording, but about five songs were written up here in Stanley. Yeah, mm-hmm. on this one, mm-hmm. on the other one, there's a few. I think three of that other one are also yeah. written. Up so these here. works really, these weeks really pay off for you. Yeah, this I I think I've probably written around. 15 songs I want to say up here three or four trips four trips maybe yeah four trips usually I'd net you know three or so that were pretty close to finish and then a few that I would finish Mm -hmm. that were that were definitely plus you have the shortest commute which is no fair (laughs) driving back to Boise yeah that's true you know that's just we just get started doing that cool so why don't we hear something off of this well, you know what I'd like to play is I'd like to play one off of the other one, if that's okay that's with totally you. That's totally fine. Because I, it's just the it feels like the one I want to play right now. And I see. I figure what you don't play now, I'll, I'll put that into the podcast off the record. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. So what are we going to hear? Uh, it's a song called Over. Need my mind back 
What's the summer hold for you? Uh, plans or just it's a the... mixture of all those things. Yeah. There's uh, lots and lots of studio work. I have, a, oh, I think I've got around 20 or so projects right now going wow. in the studio. It's just super slammed. Uh, several live sound things through the summer and a bunch of concerts. I've got 14 or 15 on my schedule throughout mm -hmm. the summer. Um, into about October, I probably could have at least 15 big nice. major shows, and then uh, peppered with some live performance stuff, you know, going on. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much <laughs> lots of hats. Yeah, lots of hats. <laughs> cool. I got a bunch of hats. Yeah. I'd love to see your studio. I think we we're Glenn and I were talking. McPherson, who's out there with me out from Santa, maybe next time we come by a day early and see the studio. That'd Absolutely. You guys right. are so welcome. I'd love to have you. That'd be fun. Cool. Yeah, All right. It. Thanks, man. All right. See you at dinner. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> So fun. Steve Fulton, whom you can find at Steve Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N, music.com. Great singer, great songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, runs a studio, great engineer, guy does everything, but just a dynamite songwriter. Again, we were, we were conversing up in northern Idaho at a retreat that happened about a month or so ago, and... Uh, Sitting by a river talking about music. Just what a horrible, horrible way to spend a week writing songs and looking at mountains and water. It was great. And Steve, if you're listening, thanks again for uh, taking some time out of the writing time to, to talk a little bit. If you're in Boise, definitely look him up or go to the website, buy um, the new record, which is called Eponym. It's a great record. We're going to hear a track before we go today and uh, have a listen. So once again, whether you found this uh, podcast on my site, michaelgaither.com, or in iTunes, or the Stitcher app, or you're listening on Grateful Dread Radio Nashville, or Casey Cafe Radio, thank you, thank you for listening and supporting these artists on this show. I really appreciate it, as do they. 
We're going to leave you with one more song from Steve because I really wanted to hear this one. This is a song called Nickels and Dimes, which he wrote up in northern Idaho, I think at the last retreat he went to. Again, this is on his eponym release, eponym-stripped-down. You can find him at Steve Fulton Music. You can find me at michaelgaither.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care, and once again, here's Steve Fulton with the CD track, Nickels and Dimes. Some things on my mind If money talks And it's a penny for your thoughts Then here's where I'll say I pinched my pennies And I saved my nickels and dimes Nickels and dimes Taking my time Take long.